We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I don't want to see the f***ing Giga Chad 27-inch bicep, you know, insert the f***ing meme of the, 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 the Giga Chad guy. He's hanging from the neck of the horse got it in a grip with a with a knife to its neck a gun to its temple and he's the fastest baby you see that horse is like oh god oh god oh god oh god and he's just go he's the fastest and that's the way we're supposed to ride horses from now on what's up everybody welcome to the podcast a show dedicated to talking about all the progress things in life like music content creation and video games i'm one of your co-hosts jesse kazam and I'm Veritas, the Grandmaster Chess Grandmaster already, dude. Magnus yeah. Carlson, you're coming for him. I think that's yeah, I, a chess player. I'm not 100% sure, though. I, no, I tossed it, it out. Magna, no, Magnus Carlson is the uh, the strong man. You're thinking about Magnus for Magnuson. He's the chess player. Okay, that makes sense. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, I've been playing. Uh, the, the new game came out. It's in beta. Um, oh, it finally playing. came out of alpha. Nice. That I, yeah, it's in beta. Um, they've done some really good balancing changes. See, here's the thing. Here's my problem with the new game I've been playing, and the, the game's called Chess. <laughs> and the the problem with the game is that it really lacks the replayability. Yeah, it doesn't have a wipe cycle, and they haven't added new content in knows how long. Yeah. So here I am yeah, like playing the same hundreds old of years since new content was added. I know. <laughs> And it's crazy that millions of people are still playing the game. So it's, yeah, it's almost like I, I had the conversation fucking twenty-seven times today. Uh, when I started, I did like three raids, and like four different times, the whole idea was like, "Don't you think that when Streets comes out, like you'll enjoy the game?" Oh more? yeah. Like, I don't know how many other ways I'm gonna have to learn the following sentence. The problem with Tarkov, in my eyes, has nothing to do with content. I need to learn that in Korean, in Mandarin, <laughs> in Russian, in Spanish, in French. Have it played Italian. like at the trams in Disney World where it just continuously cycles through the language. Please remove your hands. Por favor, a las manos. And it's just like... <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set up the... the you know uh, the, the, the French lady, Rousseau, from Lost, how she set up that recorder? Yes. Like, iter- iteration... One nine seven six four two. Oh, I'm on an island. Help me off. You know, in French or whatever, Bro. it's going to be that. But, but me, r- repeatedly being like, the problem is, 
X, Y, and Z. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. I mean, for sure. It's it's something that it's something that's hard to conceptualize in Tarkov. We've done we've had lots of conversations about how open world, how we thought VoIP was going to play a part in that. Like like we've had tons of conversations, but it's hard for people to conceptualize that. Um, because the path for Tarkov is so laid out by the developers, which is like Streets is coming next, and then story content, and then you know, and then it's like the game's 1.0, and like, oh, okay, so so that's that's gonna fix the issues. Like, I understand a lot of it, but it really is funny when you think about some of the games with the highest replayability. Like, it is funny when you think about chess, like chess that a game that's been around for hundreds, maybe thousands, I don't know numbers or history that well, hundreds of years at least, and like. It- <laughs> That's the I'm gonna Google that face. I don't maybe not thousands. Fifteen hundreds of years, yeah. Hey, fifteen hundred though, that's four digits. But like and and people are still getting better at it. People are still mastering it. People are still doing something. And then we talk all we talk a lot about like Daisy. Uh you and me reference that both as a game neither of us played a ton of, but as a game we see that has a ton of replayability, obviously. And like we watch smoke and, and JLK videos and stuff like that. We were having that same conversation the other day on stream where I was like, I can't believe nobody's made a better Daisy yet. It always just comes back to Daisy. Um, but it's like, there's, there's something else. There's to these experiences. It's not necessarily content. Like, Daisy is not a content-rich game. The DLC for chess hasn't come out yet. You know what I mean? It's like the structure and the foundation of these experiences are more replayable than Tarkov. And so Streets of Tarkov isn't going to fundamentally change that for Tarkov unless, in addition to that map, that patch also changes other things. You know what I mean? Like, the timing might work out where it's Streets and a bunch of other stuff that makes it. And people will be like, see, I told you it was Streets. And it was like, maybe not. Um, but how, how, I I wonder how, uh, like the monetization of games going forward is going to change things because I, I don't know that it would remotely be financially feasible for you're either an indie game company and you're going to be basically making like, uh, like a rust or a daisy with like one or two year ahead of <laughs> graphics from where it started five years ago. Like it's yeah. whenever they start behind, it's a new company, right? Like they're always a little bit yeah. behind. So that's why you end up with like all of these games that almost like stagger in where it's like, this yeah. game's a little better, lives a little bit longer. This game comes in, it's a little bit better, lives a little longer. And then the reason why it hasn't been done is because first of all, there's been a million dimer like it, it, a million of those types of games the survival games yep. there's a game i'm picturing in my head that i played that was like early access that was very much like it and i don't even remember the name of it dead side dead side i i did a sponsored yeah like stream yeah. played dead side and it was like i have when was the last time you heard the name dead side yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the game that game is probably a dead game i don't know but like the fact that i haven't even heard the name i forgot it yeah says something so but I'm I'm assuming that was an indie game company. So then think about how a game like Daisy, if 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 Ubisoft made Daisy, yeah, I want to know what elements of the game, what aspects of the game, none of us have ever really thought of that would be dictated by the fact that 
nobody makes games anymore. Like back in the day, they'd yeah. make a game, they'd print it on a DVD, fucking, yep. on a Blu-ray, put a $60 price tag on it, send them over to GameStop, and that was it. Yep. You know, now yeah. it's constant updates. The constant ethos of gaming has changed. It's continual monetization. It is, and, and in some of the most predatory cases, actually restriction of core gameplay mechanics behind DLC or monetization further. Yeah. Yeah. So, they, I mean, it seems like the, the, the strategies are basically like battle passes. Um, they have all the, I, again, I've mentioned before, I've been watching all the Asmongold and I don't play any MMOs, but he's always yeah. just reacting to the latest MMO. And it's either like these new MMOs that are crypto scams or these yeah. other new MMOs that are, um, you know, that are are uh, like Kickstarter scams or it's like, wow, and why it's failing. Why or it wow, sucks, and why yeah. It sucks or why, you know, um, or it's <laughs> pay to win games that are exploitative like Diablo. Oh, Immortal. Immortal. Yeah so bad um and how yeah. they use all of these basically like gotcha gambling yep. uh, mechanics and they all these different tactics around obscuring where the money's going you buy blue gems and then you turn that into dust and then you turn that into platinum and then gold and then you can get 10 of them and it unlocks a thing for a rating you'll realize that that's like seven dollars you just spend yep and then they but you can only buy gems in in packs of like five but it takes seven, seven to yep. do the thing yep. so then when you buy two you've got three left over thing and and some change well now i can't do all with that so then you gotta buy another th- yeah. so it's just predatory that i i i think in in europe they're doing a lot yeah um, a lot more than in a, the u.s a lot that we yeah a lot more than we are here um so uh, we'll, we'll see but all of that is just to say like i wonder what would happen <laughs> with it with a, a game like daisy if it had like a battle pass or if it had like in-app purchase kind of yeah. sort of thing, gotcha mechanics. And, and the other aspect of, of why this popped into my head, because I'm seeing a model that maybe is more popular than I thought, but I had never really seen it or heard of it ever really. Um, Outside of, I know WoW has like a subscription, mm-hmm. but other than that, I don't know of. I mean, I had Sega Channel when I was a kid, yeah, which is basically <laughs> like Netflix for games, but via cable, yeah. Um, but like a WoW has a monthly fee. Every other game I've ever bought, I've just purchased, yeah, before. And even but lots of MMOs have, are moving away from monthly fees. But then a lot of I, I I'm but then adopting a, a cash pattern. shops, yeah. I'm seeing a pattern now where it, the first one was Trackmania. Trackmania was the first game I've ever played where it's like 30 bucks a year or whatever the whatever it is, I forget. Um 20 bucks every 6 months, I don't know. Don't don't quote me on this. Uh But then you realize that they can they can maintain the servers forever and and keep doing some development and bug fixes uh to maintain the game to keep it going yeah while the community generated content keeps the cycle fresh and yeah you can play it forever yeah um and then the second version of that was another ubisoft game the one of the ones that i've been waiting for forever that got delayed like two years and then randomly i find out oh it's coming out like tuesday rocksmith plus oh 
the new version of, uh, of yeah, Rocksmith, yeah. which for those who don't know, Rocksmith is basically Guitar Hero, but with a real guitar. Real guitar. Like it really teaches um, you how to play. And that's going to be a monthly fee. Now, they're they're working on they want to have like millions of songs in their library. They basically want to be like a Netflix, but for like guitar playing. Interesting. It, yeah, it, it's an interesting model. But then I think they also have a content engine. Like I could go in and put my songs in the game and you can chart it oh. out. And so it's almost like uh, it would be really cool to make your own songs or take indie songs or meme songs yeah. or whatever and to be able to put that in and have people play along with it. So that seems like an interesting model, too. I just wonder, like, Ubisoft is... This is the second one. I'm like, oh, I wonder if this is, like, what Ubisoft is going for. They want to have all of this shit where it's just, like, monthly service fees for all this stuff. Yeah. Because the bigger companies, they get bigger and bigger and have bigger design teams, and it's just not going to be feasible. There's not enough people buying the games to justify even a $60 price tag to make it worth the development time. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I feel like we've hit a critical mass where interesting you're going to be able to buy indie games for cash and then digitally, and then all the other big-name games are going to turn into monthly fees. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I just... No, I see what you're saying. See, this is maybe a pattern. I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, like, everything has got a cash shop. Everything's got a cosmetic store. You know what I mean? These days. And then the, the, the spectrum, it's like... Having a cosmetic store is, like, standard now, and then the spectrum starts there and goes to, like, Diablo Immortal on the other end. And um, it's just crazy that that's where we are, like, almost every single game in every single genre. You know what I mean? You've got, like, uh, Battle Royales having battle passes. You're having MMOs being able to buy mounts or buy xp boost or whatever and then you've got like the cycle frontier which is the closest thing to tarkov fundamentally it's a very similar extraction based shooter that's got a cash shop for cosmetics cosmetics only too so it's like really there's like no genre of game maybe outside of single player games um that's like outside of the purview of like additional monetization and that might take in many forms like you were saying maybe a subscription models maybe just cash up but like there are very few games that are just like 50 bucks and then you have the whole experience anymore yeah yeah and it's interesting though because like that's kind of part of that is um reflected on the consumer side too like, I feel like these days, if you purchase a game and get 40 hours of entertainment out of it, people f- see that as like a, a, like an L, like a huge loss. Like, that's not enough. Like, the expectation is like every game that comes out, I need to be able to sink thousands of hours into this if it's good. And then, and then instead of combating that from a development perspective, many people have just adopted it and go, well, then we need continuous funding. And that's why the cash shop is here. That's why the DLC it's is like here. Self-fulfilling yeah, they jerk. like they they accepted that as like, but, but but then oftentimes it doesn't end up going towards additional content. The games get stale or the games die out, but then they've, you know, they've made all their money off of the cash shop or whatever. It's just interesting, man. It's just interesting. I don't know. Yeah, and I get that to an extent because I love being able to put thousands of hours into a game, but it is this weird Dude, how thing many games where, like... Did we, like, every single game we had before games were on the internet Yeah, were all you... I mean, even if they had... Re- people weren't really 
commonly going through and you weren't like grinding ocarina of time once you beat it you were like yeah. sick and you went and rented a new game a from new blockbuster game. yeah right um and and there's the there's like the interesting thing where it's all about perspective right like i, I bet you some kids would be totally fine dropping 35 dollars to go to like the to go to see a movie yeah you know, to go see some new for like Batman two hours. remake or whatever for two hours the whole time they were on their phone probably not paying attention uh you know hanging out with their friends sneaking in nips of smearing off ice or whatever like and then that's two hours <laughs> yeah but they wouldn't be okay with spending the same amount of money on a game that would give them 150 hours yeah. or whatever um, yeah and even i'm the same way i remember i remember hearing a like a video game journalist that like i'm a uh, a big fan of i remember him talking about it and be like talking about reviewing a game he's like i had like a hundred hours in the game and i remember yeah. thinking like a hundred hours when someone's hours? like dude i know the game i have a hundred hours i'm like what the fuck you're, not anything, you know? <laughs> you're but, a noob but yeah uh, but i mean I, it, it also depends on the game for right? sure like, to play an mmo versus a puzzle game like yeah you know a hundred hours into world of warcraft you <laughs> yeah. literally know nothing a hundred hours into the witness yeah and i hope you've beat the game yeah yeah you know um multiple times <laughs> and then that's somebody put in chat that another side of it too is the like the internet and the meta mentality it's like part of that desire for all that content it comes from the fact that like you can kind of know everything instantly and like yeah you know you know what i mean now nowadays games have alphas public alphas public betas multiple public betas and then by the time a game launches there's an an infinite YouTube catalog on like this build, this class, this gun, this mage, this that, and then you kind of skip the what could be tens of you know thirty, forty, fifty hours of like what kind of class do I want to play in this game? I'm feeling it out. What you know? How does this go? And there's this you know FOMO but of pe- like this guild in that that con that that oh, time though yeah. into they think if they're watching three hours of guides. And it's not even to say that they're wrong. It's like the experience of the game. Yeah. If they watch three hours of guides and then played for two hours, it's like I just played the game for five hours. Yeah. 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 So it's, so it's a such a it really too. interesting. It's such a it's a really interesting thing. Interesting thing. I, it would be. And then you and then you go back to like something like DayZ, which has had relatively no additional. Not relatively. Of course, the modding community and even Bohemia, I think, does some stuff. But like relatively not a whole lot of content added to a game like DayZ. It's grown. Like I think in the year 2022, it hit its like all time peak concurrent viewership. Like a few months ago, mm-hmm. Shroud and Summit were both playing it. And it was like I think Shroud was playing with Smoke, which was like so sick. And it was it was crushing. And it's like, man, what is it about that? What makes it so replayable? What makes it so fun? I would be so interested to see somebody make a Daisy, not overcomplicate it, make it in a modern engine, make it with a player controller that feels like a, a, a PC video game, please. And like, just, I don't know, modernize it. You know what would be interesting? Did uh, Okay, did you ever play Fortnite? I played Fortnite pre... I- like, I played it maybe, I played like four or five games. I, I really liked Fortnite before, like, just as a casual thing to play with my friends before it got to the, like, you know, building the Taj Mahal and a half a side. I just couldn't be with that. And then and then I found Tarkov and it was, it was, but like Fortnite no build seems like a lot of fun and Fortnite was fun. Anyways, the, the point I'm trying to make is like one of the main characters of Fortnite, it was the map. 
And like early on, they like realized the map wasn't filled out enough. So then they filled out the map more. And then they started like with every season, every like six or eight months, like they would like take a, a, a part of the map and move it and, and add a new named city. And it was like a new vibe. So like this place used to just be a housing development. Now it's a golf course and resort. And Tilted Towers was the big place. And then they nuked Tilted Towers. So it was like a desolate wasteland now. And I was like, imagine a DayZ. Imagine a map as big as Trenaris. And part of the replayability isn't skins or guns or something. But like, imagine this military thing just isn't there anymore. And now it's this like, like you could take the map. So the, the map can evolve without needing. You know, wouldn't need new maps. Exactly. You could just tweak the existing. Yeah. If, no, if a map the size fucking. of Chernaris, if twenty eight percent of it changed, there'd be so much familiarity in being able to go and get loot. But then there would be like this catalyst for new content. Everybody wanting to get there, but then people wanting to seize opportunities in other parts of the map. And you wouldn't have to add a whole bunch of like new guns, new stuff, new mechanics that end up convoluting yeah. the previous experience because that's how you get the whole, like, I miss old DZ because we didn't have all these new things. Even Tarkov has that. We didn't have CMS kits or this or that. When you add too many new mechanics, but if the map is the main character, if, you're, if, you're, if your player controller is good, if the graphics are decent, and if the experience is good, and then all of that development time can be put into, like, a huge part of the map change. And you don't and, and and players, I truly believe, wouldn't care. You don't need lore. You don't need this. It's just like that used to be a military compound. Now it's a wooded resort, and there's like all sorts of crazy stuff over there. And and now the military zone's over here. Like I bet people would love that. And then you get the whole like there was a whole thing after a while, like bring back tilted towers, and you could just like you could just like put part of the map back the way the old way, but then part of it new. I feel mm -hmm. like that would be an infinite generation of con, like generator of content for an experience that's very obviously fun to a large group of people these people that are still playing a game like daisy i feel like that'd be fun yeah i i i guess i the only thing i wonder is how how much work would it be to make significant changes, okay, maybe not significant, but make noteworthy changes to like a portion of map. Yeah. Um. I want to know how much that compares to making a new map. I guess it depends on if if you're talking about yeah. If, if you're talking about Tarkov, it's different than if you're talking about for DC, sure. It's different than if you're talking about Fortnite, it's for different, sure. So. Yeah, and, and so I was it was just a. Uh... An interesting idea i think i think that's something that i don't know yeah i the dev time what what it would require to do that i have no idea that's more like a player driven like i just see the types of games people are drawn to i see you know why it is because then because daisy tried that with an entire new map namalsk was the whole new map and some people liked it and some people hated it and some people this or that and it's like it just it feels like the you know minorly shifting over time because people enjoy familiarity and change at the same time a little bit. You know what I mean? If it's just like, like if they added Lighthouse and removed customs, people would be pissed. You know what I mean? Because it's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so being able to, because the Chernars is huge. These maps are humongous. You know what I mean? Being able to change a part of it and leave a lot of it means that, oh, that's an excuse to go explore places I might not know as well but I still get the familiarity if I can have the experience that I'm used to if I want. Um, so I think that one of the biggest challenges there is that 
both of those games. So both of those games, the biggest difference I think that's relevant to this that's distinct from Tarkov is the fact that a ton of other elements of the game, mechanics of the game, aspects of the game are tied to the maps being the way they are. Yeah. You can't change anything that has to do with a quest. Anything that might have a quest yes. item or a quest yeah. area. There's no quests in Fortnite. There's no quests in DayZ. Day-Z yeah. Um so if you do that, you then have to Yeah. There is a lot that they would need to adjust about now you could be clever about it and you know there's obviously there are ways to do this without yeah. completely you know everything up but you need to make sure that spawns work that you yep. need to make sure that the x fills aren't broken you need to make sure that you need to potentially redistribute the loot areas yeah um, in a game like tarkov it would definitely be harder and i don't even think it would work for tarkov i'm more i'm more just like I keep a, like seeing Daisy and just like wanting. It's the same thing with WoW. Fifty percent of the reason I got excited for New World was because I want to play an MMO, but I don't want to play WoW. It's too. It's been too. It's been going on too long. I don't want to be a new player in that experience. It seems old. There's too much. I want to. So like it's the same thing with Daisy. Like I watch Smoke all the time, and I'm like, man, I, give me. I just want something new. That that captures this though, and and iterates on it, and I want to jump on at the beginning. You know what I mean? So I don't even yeah. think Tarkov could. I think a, I think a big part of, um, the replayability of Daisy is that you lose everything. You know what I mean? You use everything when you die. You know that you just you can't have you don't have this humongous yeah. stash of stuff to fall back on. And part I, of what's so enjoyable is the is the fact that it's almost like what makes. The, the aspect of Tarkov that's so annoying is is what makes it's like the good part about DayZ yeah. in a way in that like it's always kind of like a nice little breath of fresh air I, I suppose when there's a f- when you die and it's like okay you know now everybody doesn't play the same way but like when you die and you start off on the beach you're like alright let's let's rebuild right exactly I don't get the, I don't have the same I don't ha- I don't have the same feeling when it's yeah. like when you either either when you die in Tarkov or when it wipes. Yeah. Both of those things are it's like more annoying when you die in Tarkov and then it doesn't wipe enough to have that great feeling, right? Like you could have that potential feeling in DayZ every day, once a day, yeah. you know, um or more. Yep. Hmm. And and so like that I think like and that's what drew me to Tarkov because that's what I used to hate about Daisy. I used to swore I never played Daisy because I didn't want that game. I didn't want a game where you lose everything. I want progress. I like accumulating wealth. I like accumulating stuff. But here I am five thousand hours in Tarkov and I kind of see it as a blessing and a curse. Like I want that, but I don't think we're we've nailed that down yet. I think it's you know, there's too much stuff, there's too much money, there's too much like imagine okay, so let's say that you and I got our dream future. They released streets, and then they released what a terminal, and then they started stitching them together, and they were like open world Tarkov, right? Like mm-hmm. we talked about that. I would love if they and they were like, all right, we're we're doing a massive overhaul to how loot is distributed on these maps, like the spawns of armors, packas. Class three armors, class four armors, guns. There's rare, like there's actually like rare places where you can find fully modded guns. Like on top of the rock on woods, you can, it's super rare. It's too rare because this gun's not good. You can find a, a fully kitted SOT mod M4 with the Bravo or with the Elkan and the Canted Delta Point. Like what if they, like in a perfect world, wouldn't it be interesting 
if they took elements from that where like if you like you you might not even go back to your hideout you might just go into customs and go kit up yeah like you know what i mean what that would be a really interesting like we got to this open world tarkov and your you your hideout isn't so stacked with gear like you're working on like you know crafting some ammos and some stuff but it's not just this like endless supply of loot and gear and meds where you're kind of like it'd be interesting if it was like a 50 50 you're like you know what i might as well just like run in and try and kit up like and, yeah. and and do a haul and go get some meds or go get some stuff and bring them back to my hideout. Like I just think that uh I think the the less access to everything we have, the closer we get to that experience. And I do want a new experience. I don't want the just Daisy experience on over and over and over again where we just die and lose everything every time we die. But I do think it's it's too we have access to a little too much. And it'd be interesting to see how the open world you know, I know Copium, Open World, Tarkov, LOL. But it would be interesting to see how the open world played into that, where right now there's just nothing to do in the world, right? Like the, like if you if you were going to do like a YouTube video where you were like Daisy and Tarkov, I'm going to go in and I'm going to kit up, it would take you, it's like you just, you wouldn't be able to effectively go find a gun without finding a scav gun and dropping a PMC. Like, you know, the only access in Tarkov right now, especially two or three months into a wipe, is like 20 durability scav guns and good, like, good kits. There is no in-between. There is no, like, I'm going to hop into woods, I'm going to play slow. Like, it would take you so long to acquire an armor, a, a good gun, a few attachments, some meds, if you did it the Daisy way. So it would just be interesting to see them. Once again, I don't want Tarkov to be Daisy, but it, for them to, like trend in that direction where like the world was a character and you could actually go and participate and like get that stuff in the world too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I did spend the last couple days playing, uh, playing a bit of Tarkov. I saw that. Um, and then I, I, uh, came out with the video about the fragmentation, which, which I watched. It was so interesting, dude. I don't my heart hurts. So the TLDR is a ridiculous claim came across your desk, which was that fragmentation doesn't work on PMCs or something like that. And Fragment the, the, Fragmentation does not work on PMC so okay, wait. The original claim was was like something's wrong with fragmentation, it's not working on PMCs. Yeah. And, and so, so many people in the comments section just didn't understand. Like, I would say forty percent of the comments are like, "Wow, that explains this total misunderstanding." <laughs> that explains that ex total misunderstanding of the game and of this video. That explains um, why my the Steam audio is broken. <laughs> yeah, or it's either that or a decent chunk of the uh, of the comments, uh, unfortunately, were like, "This video's wrong." Because I got one tapped by Sherman to the chest, and oh. it's like I, I have to go back and watch. But I'm like, I'm fairly certain that at least twice, I like referenced like PMCs, but maybe it wasn't exactly clear. <laughs> the, the 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 point is, if you are a PMC and you shoot another PMC, so like we're talking about PVP here, yeah. No bullet in the game is going to fragment in the thorax to the chest or, or to the stomach. So if you want more information, watch the video. It, I was really surprised at how yeah. how much it blew up. 
I, I haven't had a because I've been doing stuff on my alt channel, not making Tarkov videos. It's been a while since I've had a seventy three thousand view video in one day. Like, oh well, f me, I guess. Yeah, it was a good. It was a good video, and it was a good thumbnail and title. Anyways, <laughs> so, but here, here's the reason why I'm, I'm like sad. I'm not surprised by this shit in the game. I'm sad that I don't play the game. So uh, this has, according to a couple people, and as well as Desmond, and I believe Desmond now, that this has been in the game for like a few wipes. Yeah. And how many times I've talked about like how ob ob obfuscated all of the elements of the ballistic system are to the point where unless you're doing control tests, everything is a roll of the dice. Yeah. Was I just unlucky or was it broken? Or like, you can never know. Here's yeah. an example. I haven't played the game in four months. Yeah. This has been broken for at least four months. Yeah. And me, the guy who hears people bitch about everything and say everything is broken in the wrong way, not a single person until Desmond. <laughs> came to me and said this to me and nobody like yeah. this is one of the most important mechanics of the game fundamentally broken it took me 10 minutes to figure it out once it once i knew what to yeah. look for and yet nobody knew nobody said anything i'd never heard that I had never heard that, uh, I mean, unless, time unless Desmond had said something to me in the past. I don't remember ever hearing anybody say that that if was... If he did, I would have, like, giggled it off, like... Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. was the thing. You know what's crazy, though, is that, like... So there's a lot to unpack here. Have you done any testing, or has anybody... I don't know, because once again, I just plead ignorance, and my life is easier. Ha has there been any official testing done on, like, when Sturman hits me once... No. Okay. But and but, the, but it's the been after, confirmed by the devs. It's double damage or it's fragmentation. What's been confirmed by the devs? I don't know exactly what the reasoning is. I know that it was I'm surprised Velian Velian must have said something to you cuz Velian and I've talked to Velian like 3 times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um he showed me a tweet from Tobias from March. Oh yeah, I don't. He he told me about that tweet, but I don't. I don't have it. Like I don't have it up. I don't. I haven't seen the tweet. Did he yeah, tag you so, in it recently? No, no, no. He sent me a message on Twitter. Okay. When I was like doing this testing and was like, "Yo, I know you're testing some. Sh Did you, you know, look at this?" And it was Tobias's uh, tweet that said. Escape from Tarkov community, tell me uh, two truths and a lie. And he's like, here's mine. One, I miss the days where a shot to a blackened limb would insta-kill you. Two, I know the release date for Streets of Tarkov. Three, the double hit with one bullet issue is a confirmed bug and not fragmentation. And and the lie... And then after, after I, I had to be like, I have no idea what the, which ones... The, <laughs> any of those could be true or the lie um and he ended up clarifying basically saying that uh number two which was, was that the he knew lie. Where so he doesn't know streets is, yeah he didn't know when streets was coming out obviously and that was so, back when he worked at bsg yeah yeah and he confirmed it like yesterday so that's like a pseudo confirmation that it, the known bug is that 
when bosses hit you, it's double damage and it's not fragmentation. He didn't say bosses yeah. specifically, but if we know that this thing seems to occur from bosses, or at least I'm taking everybody's word for it because like 19 million people yeah. all all commented on it. Um, and then uh, And then we also know that the whole double bullet, the double um, hit with one bullet issue, that would look pretty much exactly, not exactly, but it would be a little bit better than a frag. Uh, yeah, it would do more It damage. would be a little bit more of a crit. So that would make me think if that was in the game, then nobody would have noticed, including Desmond, the issue where nothing fragments, right? Yeah. But so, that's, that's the thing is like my complete bro science here. I don't like, and, and it's, it's, I have done no testing and I could have, I've had plenty of time. Was that like it seems like it's only the AI that like gives me the double damage bug. And when people say it's like so here's here's a bunch of things I'm just gonna rattle off. When a bullet fragments at the after action screen, does it say that bullet hit you two like you got hit by that bullet two separate times, or does it say hit by the bullet and then bullet fragmentation for additional damage? That's question number one. Question number two is I think it's only the AI that has the, you know, what the community calls the double damage bug that some people argue is fragmentation. And the reason for that is 100% of the times in the past two years that I've died went to the after action screen and be like, wait, he only shot me once. Why did I, why does it say four hits? It's always been from AI. That's never happened where a PMC shot me once. I got to the after action screen and it said three hits or two hits or four hits. So so it seems like it's only AI, and it seems to me like, yeah, it actually is the the a bullet hitting me more than once because sometimes I get that little notification where it says fragmentation damage, and I'm like, where is that? Like, I can hear one shot, fall over dead from Sturman, go to the end screen, and it says PS parentheses three. And I'm like, how did I get shot three times? The chat's like, fragmentation, fragmentation. I'm like, where does it say that, though? Yeah, and, and the fact that the fact that uh, that Tobias had tweeted, effectively tweeted out that there was a confirmed bug six months ago, ago yeah. means that it's been in the game for a year. Yeah. Because they never find all anything uh, quickly, and they haven't done anything about it in six months. Yeah. They've known about an issue where you're, you are explicitly just getting, and this isn't like the hardcore punishing thing. You're explicitly yeah. getting by You're the just game getting completely ways. bent over. And this, keep in mind the context of six months ago or whatever, this is in the midst of me making a video about how bad the AI is and me asking them to make them less accurate. And Nikita says no, and he doubles down, and he makes them more accurate. And then there's a bug that makes it so that they do double damage. So they're hitting you 95% of their shots, and yeah. it's doing 200% damage when what really – they should be doing 100% damage 15% of the time yeah. and all the other times they should miss. Yeah. So it's just more for me to get salty and bitch about and I, it, to take it personally that it's like it's so hard for me to stay positive now because yeah. I've always been the champion of be like don't attack the the devs, you know, don't call them names, don't whatever. If they make mistakes, call them out on their mistakes. 
remember there's a human being there trying yeah. to be reasonable, try and understand. And also if you're a player, recognize that, yeah, it's a beta. I know it's a meme, but it is a beta. So you shouldn't expect perfection. You should expect issues. And then on the flip side, it's re- it's reasonable and fair for us to expect that when we yes. report issues that they do something about it. That, yeah. And now I'm to the point where, like, Nikita, if you're watching, I love you, man. But there's only so long that we can talk about major, major issues with yeah. the game. And, and this isn't even – I personally think there are major issues with, like, movement and all these other things yeah. and net code. But I'm not even going to go there. Major issues with the basic mechanics of pulling the trigger and shooting somebody and having that be completely broken and out of whack for half a year and you know about it and do nothing about it except for make other changes that exacerbate the issue. I, I, yeah, to me, it makes me feel like you just don't care. Yeah. Yeah, there's two things in there. One, they're like exactly like you said, that it's a beta excuse only works if like then exactly we have to within reason be able to expect that when we talk about things or bring up issues that they get fixed. And two, like you said, there's a difference between complaining about the balance of something and complaining about a bug. Because we might disagree on the balance on how movement should be on how slow your character could move, should move. But if like, if if it's a well-known document, like we said, confirmed by a dev six months ago, he said the B word bug that completely detracts from the player experience by getting shot and doing having more damage dealt to us. That yeah. is a justifiable thing to get frustrated about. You know what I mean? Like that's hard to defend. Yeah, it's like part of me just wants to say, like, take some pride in your work. And, you know, the, and this isn't me saying we don't want streets. We want you to fix yeah. that code as if that wasn't a brain dead, completely like I, I already hate the argument of, you know, I said it a million times way back when people started to say it. And then now <laughs> it's it's the common. I mean, I'm not saying I started it, but like oh, yeah. the common response from people being like, ah, yes, I've heard this before. The people that make the content aren't the people that do the. It's like a, such a dead, trotted out like discussion that goes yeah. nowhere. Um, <sighs> to me, man, once again, oh. it comes down to like communication. In 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 certain ways, man, BSG does a really good job at it, and they do these podcasts, and we get to actually see Nikita. He does Q and A with community members. Like nice guy gets to just like every once in a while have a Q and A. He did a Q and A with like the the like Russian ladies and stuff like that. Like that's cool. But I communication think, is two ways. Well, a hundred percent. Yeah, like that. That's the thing. That's actually a great way to segue into my point. Was that there's no there's very little to any BSG initiated communication. We get a podcast one to two months before a significant patch a few times a year. And that's it. And, and I'm, I say it every time and I'm going to bring it up again. Scam citizen is incredible at it. Now it's, it's frustrating because if you're a Snar citizen fan, you, you feel like you're putting yourself through a cheese grater because for the past three years they have like, they do like three shows a week and it's just been the same. (laughs) They talk about the same things for three years. You know what I mean? But like, they they do they do a really good job at communicating they like like 
month they do like monthly monthly reports on like what each team and each studio is working on they do um weekly uh weekly shows where like they have like a guy jared who's hired there to like be their media guy and they do weekly shows where they talk about like they'll have like a theme they're talking about the ai and we're really working on making the ai navigate the maps and feel more whatever you know what i mean and they do like these q a's and it's we don't get any bsg oh yeah and then their roadmap is insane once again i'm not saying every single one of these things battle state games should do i'm just saying to paint a picture of what star citizen does they do multiple weekly shows monthly reports they have a roadmap that gets changed i think every week or every two weeks where like you can actually see like the development card of something move and just be like hey this this got in the way of this so this gets moved later this we pulled this up and it's like you can be as involved in that as you want i'm not saying all of those things are required for tarkov at all what I'm saying is, like, there's no BSG initiated. How much better would it at least feel for them, for us to know? Like, even if it would be a dick move, it would still feel better than right now for them to be like, we are aware of these issues in regard to hit reg and, like, double damage and stuff like that. We are not developing. We're not putting people over only, there yet because we're working on this. Though, that's only good, though, if in six months they've done something about it. For sure. Because, sure. again, it's... Tobias effectively reached out to the community. It yeah. was a meme tweet, but we were aware of the issue six months ago, and nothing's happened. So, yeah. to me, I would be fine if they pulled a No Man's Sky right after release and just shut the f*** up if they delivered. Yeah. But instead, every time they got on every podcast, I w- when I was in Tesman's stream the other day, he was, he was um, my molding spirit animal where he was just like— Every podcast, and I love all the people that are on the podcast. No, for sure. I just don't. I just don't love. The, it's like an interview full of softballs when you want someone to get grilled. Yeah, you know, you want you want the 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 interviewer to ask the hard questions rather than like, oh, give us some updates on Streets of Tarkov. You know, what are you guys doing? All that, you know. So, but something that that came to mind that I, I need to say. Um, is that everybody I, that I was just saying that's wrong? Uh, they've actually been right this whole time, and for the but for the wrong reason. There is actually, and I'll be the first to say, nobody said this before. Get ready for all the comments. Be like, actually, I said this. I said this on a Reddit post four and a half years ago in the third page of a forum response. I'm actually gonna go out and say. that make the point that the people that build features are not the people that add content the people that test both are the same if they so if they add 10 new guns and add three new features they have to split up all of the testing make sure all the guns working and the animations working so you know now i've you know what in 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 five minutes i've completely flip-flopped and i and i'm gonna go ahead and say that I think that the content can actually have a detrimental impact yeah. on the rest of the game. Yeah. Not because it's the same people working on it, yeah. but because you have to, if they want to put it out and they want it to work, they have to test it. And their testing is so egregiously, atrociously, pitifully bad. Yeah. Well, even, but then even if like, even if they wanted to say, yeah, our testing is bad, you guys are the testers. Back to your point, then deliver. 
then give us a crappy patch, let us figure out all the bugs, let us mold about it, and then fix them. Like, like even if it went all the way to the extreme, they're not yeah, but they, fixing the things that are found. That would be true for any company that I worked at previously. That would be a true statement because when we had beta testers, the beta testing process would be we got them in a room we told them what their expectations were we blinded them from certain aspects we we watched them do the thing with literal video cameras recording yeah. them we'd have sessions afterward where we analyzed mistakes that they made or things that, that diverted from whatever the intended experience was yeah where they ran into issues where there was frustrations and then we asked them afterward for their feedback and then we'd interview them and then we'd put all that into a thing to then use for feedback what they do is they say test the stuff and report the bugs. So then we play, we report the bugs, and then we get gaslit by the customer support people that that all they do is ring us around and say, have you checked your router settings? Can you give me your, have you made sure that you're in or have you talked to your internet service provider? It's, if we're the testers, then they don't treat us like the testers, you know? Yeah. So you can't have it both ways. Well, that's what if I'm you, saying, yeah. If you want us to test, you need to give us the tools and you need to be competent enough to be able to gather that information yeah. and to be able to turn that into results. good results. Yep. And, they, and they're not doing they're not. that from their QA team, from our us QA exactly. team, um, from Paul. From so, and that was, somebody put it in chat and like, it's so true. That was like why it just felt like this weird, like twist of the knife when Nikita on the recent podcast was like, uh, yo, check out these new Glock animations. And everybody was like, even I, I was, I'm a huge proponent of the like, well, the people that make the animations aren't the people fixing bugs. But I was like, what are we doing? What are, he, we're spending five care. minutes of this podcast showing off Glock animations when the animations in this game are the best animations in any game ever. And it's like, I just, I, I, I didn't, I don't know what to say. Dude, he didn't like, even give a, f yeah, no. he didn't even, he's like, he literally said something along the lines of, Somebody thought it would be good to show Glock animations, <laughs> yeah, I guess. he did, he did. Like, yeah, fire them, you know? Like, <laughs> don't, don't don't fire them. They're probably fine. But, yeah. like, yeah, God, it's, it's... And once again, like, I don't know, man. Like, I... I'm ignorant on game development. I'm ignorant on what's going on behind the scenes. I'm ignorant on if there's some, you know what I mean? It's all the excuses. Yeah, for sure. I'm the BSG show, whatever. That maybe there's this nah, internal dude, that doesn't matter. Hurdle. Your no. ignorance does, no longer matters. But, you have enough you have enough to say whatever you're going to say. Say it with confidence. No. You don't need to <laughs> talk to these simp idiots. Come on. But I think but that's what I was going to say was like I was that my position is changing the longer I'm a part of this project and the longer I'm part of this game. And the position is that I still, turning gray I, still like me. I still recognize my ignorance. Like through the whole thing, I still recognize that there could be these things, that there could be internal hurdles, there could be stuff holding it back. But the, as the years go by, my expectation isn't that the things can just be magically fixed. But my expectation is that like if these things can't be fixed or won't be fixed, that it needs to be communicated in some way. Like, like they have to either have accountability or communication, preferably both. But I do think that like this, I think, I think the project's been around long enough that 
that's not unreasonable. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think the project's been around long enough for it's it's not it's not in so bad wait, faith you... to be to to be frustrated. I'm I'm saying for every for for other people that struggle with with or, or not, not for other people. I'm just saying that I feel like. I can't make any more excuses for them. And it's just like, there's no more faith. Like there's no more like good faith to give on. Like, maybe it's like, mm-hmm. I I don't feel like it's unreasonable for you to, for a person to have been playing this game for three, four or five years and be frustrated that they're not communicating with us. And they're not fixing these things that have been in the game for a long time. I guess, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I, I don't disagree with you. I just personally don't give a, what they communicate i don't care um i want them to put up and shut up at this point because the more they communicate sometimes the worse it gets we haven't gotten like what what good has come from them telling us anything yeah other than they get us sometimes they get us hyped and they deliver yeah sometimes they get us hyped and they don't deliver and then sometimes and everything else is in the middle. Everything else is Glock animations. <laughs> so, like, uh-huh. uh, so yeah. There, there's, there's that. Um, I there's a couple things that I, I was, I was thinking about while I was playing. I, I genuinely feel like the last week, I've had a different perspective on the game since I took a break and then kind of came back and then started to play a little bit more. Um, there's a few different things I think are worth discussing. Yeah. Let me ask you, I'm looking at my notes and I'm trying to remember, <laughs> I, I always write random and I, I'm like, I know what I'll, I know what I'm, yeah. I know when I read this in the future, I'll remember what <laughs> I was thinking. So. And maybe if I just spit this out, it'll make sense. If you had to choose between a high time to kill and low recoil that's scenario a Mm -hmm. right there's every every bullet every gun's a laser beam and uh but you know it takes takes a bunch of shots yeah takes a bunch of shots to kill versus the opposite right there's a ton of recoil but one bullet kills which one is which one feels more skill based? Which one would you prefer? Which one makes a better game? Now, granted, this is a false dichotomy. You can have yeah. it somewhere in the middle, right? But, but for the sake of discussion, I don't like these questions because I feel like I picked the wrong one for what you want about what you're about to say. No, I, I'm not trying to like lead the witness here. I, yeah. I if if you disagree <laughs> with what I'm gonna say, I'm I will love to hear you. Explain it. For Tarkov, I would love I would love to experience it with high recoil and low time to kill. Isn't that what it is now? No, it's low recoil, low time to kill. So reset your account, grab a gun and play, and tell me that. Yeah, for a week. Then I'll get to level fifteen and get a voodoo. But- because you've been playing the game for three years. So here's... here's Maybe. I, I am recently flip-flopping on a lot of things, and, and maybe it's because I'm wrong and I have a different perspective, but maybe it's also because things are changing, and I think that 
I think a lot of people that have historically been wrong about things are now that sentiment is becoming truer for different reasons. Yeah. I now think that the undergeared person, like remember the video? I don't know if you ever saw the video where I'm like, people say gear matters and it's me taking out quad groups of giga chads with fast mts and all i have is a grotch and a makarov and a tt yeah. and i would just pot headshot pot you know whatever yeah. um there is uh, so many aspects of the game that have changed whether it's the movement the recoil the inertia the weight the way that the stock guns feel the way um the the reloading magazines combined with medical animations combined with just all of the things together has now gotten to the point where I think gear, the gear difference between like a, a new level two and mm -hmm. like a, an experienced level 30 is the biggest it's ever been. It's so dude back in the day, I used to be able to, and, and I, I still do every now and then hop in a scavern with them, with some garbage mm -hmm. and pick somebody off, get lucky and grab their stuff and, and leave. But, dog, do you know how hard it is when you have an AK-74 without a, a dust cover and the rear sight missing and you spawn in as a scav mm -hmm. and you turn and you see two PMCs and they've got decent gear? With the movement and the jitteriness and the visual, I mean, yeah. again, everything together, dog, that's like impossible yeah but like you're you're not wrong like i agree with you there but i but i think it's like the problem is we're not talking about a level playing field like when you say do you want low ttk high recoil or yeah the the original question i'm thinking through like the entire um either the entire player base or across the entire gear spectrum but that's the thing is you're like you're like uh, we have high recoil right now with low time to kill and it's like we have high recoil with 75% of the guns and the economy is set up in the way that the 25% of the guns are infinitely runnable so it's like yeah a stock AK is but like an RD704 uh a, a mutant, an MP7 with subsonic, uh, a P90 with SB193, a SCAR, an AK101. Like, all of these guns are laser beams. And then... A no, no, no. They're only laser beams if you have level 3 traders and 150,000 rubles to mod them. Which, I, I'm going to say the thing that I've been rebelling against forever, but if you play only a couple days a week, it's, it's just... It's a much steeper uphill battle than it has ever been to do anything other than run grab and run away and hide and exfil and sell it on the flea which is not tarkov no i'm a, i'm trying to agree with you here let me let me continue what so so what i'm what i'm saying is that you're absolutely right it's so when you asked me what do i want blank or blank and mm -hmm. i said i want high recoil low time to kill what i'm saying is i want that for everybody before we say it's bad. We okay. don't have that for everybody. I'm saying I agree with you. I'm saying if you have a thousand hours in the game, after a week, you get access to low recoil, low time to kill. So it's unfair to say our... I'm not saying you said this. I'm saying it would be unfair to say our current system is bad and it's 
high recoil, low time to kill. So high recoil, low time to kill is bad. What the reality is, is it's high recoil, low time to kill for new players, low recoil and low time to kill for experienced players. And I agree that disparity is bad. You're saying it's hard. You're saying it's hard when right now when you, you, you don't feel like it can be like the old days where you can take out a TT. You can't take out a TT, but at level one traders or level two traders, you could take out a RFB with M80 and an Elcan. And Veritas with an RFB, M80, and an Elcan can wreck. Okay, no, so, so so let me clarify. There, there's, there's a few more aspects to it, I think, that we're missing. One, someone in chat just said, to be honest, right now is more RNG recoil, low TTK, more than high recoil. And that's yeah. kind of part of... When I talk about all of the things combined, yeah, the fact that you can't like side, you know, like crouch, kind of sidewalk, strafe while shooting with a stock gun, it's like this. Yeah. As a good player, the whole beginning can often feel really. <sighs> I, I really wish I could remember exactly how I what everything I was thinking when Desmond was on a mauled trip on his yeah, stream yeah. the other day because it was perfect. He was basically saying how we were looking at all the old guns, how fun it was grabbing a jank gun, putting a, a weird sight on it and a weird grip, and it you could use it, and it was fun, and it was fun when you're level. Look at all the videos, all of the us yeah. Giga Chads in in point nine, we weren't running meta. Yeah, it, it, what what was fun was running funky, weird viewer kits and all this wacky stuff because that is what the variety was yeah. the spice of the game. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah, true. Every gun is only usable if it's maxed out. Everything else is boring, and in my opinion, yeah. that's kind of antithetical to the whole point of the game, and also has the side effect of being complete and utter dog yeah. for for. Basically, every new or casual player and every player in the beginning of yeah. a of their progression cycle, so to speak. And it's not it's a thing that it feels bad. Yeah. A game shouldn't be it feels like until finally you unlock the things that make it not feel like I um, so so I agree with you. And honestly, in that little speech and remembering some of the older days you've kind of convinced me like already that i think you're right but but i think it's important to know the 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 point i'm making is that right now the point i'm making is the point you're making is right now we have an inconsistent experience for new players and the and veteran players right we have an inconsistent experience and so what i'm saying is that i'd like to flatten that experience and then yeah. try both. So okay, so so does that make sense? I'm rem I'm remembering the whole point of this now. The whole point was not to say one, like is not to say we're on one side of the spectrum and we need to be on the other. That, because that again, that's a false dichotomy. That's not what I'm saying. But the point is to say, if you had to choose which one would be more skill based in which okay. world, and, and all of okay, this is that's to, a, that's and, a yeah that's a huge all, and difference. And all of this is to put uh, like a, a try to get a bullseye on on something so that I can then focus on the thing I want to uh, you know wanted to talk about. So when you have recoil that is random, yeah, and you can die to one shot. If you have two people, they do the whole 
walk 20 paces, turn around, pull your gun out, and yeah, shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. High when the op when the optics are, you know, you got low recoil, sights. low recoil, high time to kill is definitely more skill based. And like I said, even just you kind of talking about some of the old ways and how like back in the old like the I I have like you know how you have questions that you get asked as a streamer that you just like you just go and go you say you respond the same way every time because you've just been asked yep. it so many times every time somebody asks what my favorite gun is i always say yeah probably the m4 because you can build it so many different ways and it's fun the origin of that response was back when you could build the m4 14 different ways and when it was you said that i was like i and, hope he's gonna say that you had to yeah, go back in time exactly that, that was the origin of that response but nowadays there's like two builds that are usable one that's definitively better than all the rest the other ones are usable but there's one that's good and uh, even that's not as good as an ak-101 even though it costs quadrupled the amount so yeah. so that's a different question. If you're asking what's more skill-based, that. If we're asking if I had to guess right now what would be more fun, I would also put a pin in low recoil, high time to kill. What I'm saying is if anybody out there, I'm not even saying you were saying this, everybody out there is saying right now we have high recoil, low time to kill, I don't think that's fair because the network sucks, the economy sucks, the low-tier guns have insanely high recoil, but four high-tier guns have insanely low recoil. LPVOs are available, way too available. And so, like, so right now the meta is time uh the meta is recoil is irrelevant. There are more SR25s out right now than there have ever been. Recoil <laughs> is more irrelevant now than ever because it's so inconsistent because everything the game tells us about recoil is complete and utter bullcrap and meaningless. LPVOs are available basically day three of the wipe and uh, M80 is available day one of the wipe. So like well, so, what the no, matter so we have right now is no recoil because it doesn't matter. Low time to kill and LPVOs mean everything is a one tap. Yeah, so a, a great example. Um, well, there's there's two examples. One of them I tweeted a clip at you, or I, I tweeted a clip and then uh, yeah. mentioned you. Um, Holy and then another cow, that one was got out of control. <laughs> I didn't even read it. Oh God. Um, but it's, a, a, an example is, let's say I'm running through woods. I'm like level eleven now. I've got some. I've got a bunch of decent in my inventory. I've got some level five, level six armors, but I don't yeah. have any optics. I've got no way to mount anything. Like so. Um, yeah. Here's what happens. I'm running along through woods. I'm doing my best to move from cover to cover, but it's a giant ocean of grass that you just need to run and hope nobody sees you. And then you come across two guys with good armor. And now, granted, I've got BT maybe, but mostly probably PS545 yeah. in a, in a, a scav boss gun, which is like cha-ching at 80% durability. Yeah, okay, if you're lucky. So, so... This is just an example of really frustrating design yeah. where I'm running. I see the guys and it's like, oh, I, you know, I got the drop on them, but they're going to see me in one second. And I aim, but I've got a dot that is blurry and I can barely see. And and I go, I pull the trigger and I line up a headshot and I go bang. And you see the guy. Hit, take the headshot either because it was a ricochet or because yeah. it didn't pen his helmet and he turns at me what is my alternative now i go and pray but then the gun is all over the place yeah there's yeah. no recoil and so sorry there's a ton of recoil 
that is completely uncontrollable, totally yeah, random. random yeah. Not to mention that bullet suppression effects, I can't see anything. And and all the guy needs to do is turn, look at me and go, <coughs> click, and I'm dead, right? Because he's got an LPVO. Yeah. I, even if I was wearing armor, it, he's got armor pending stuff. It wouldn't matter. Yeah. So it's like one of those things where we talked about how much fun it was when there's no optics and everybody's shooting all it's only fun if everybody experiences that so that's one that's one experience where it's like the the randomness you have actually the worst of both worlds because that guy has a high time to kill I have a high time to kill on him. He's got a one-shot TTK on me. Yeah. He's got no recoil, and I've got all the recoil. Yeah. It's well, that's a, yeah. It, it wasn't back in the day. I could go prone with an AK-74 stock with a 60-round magazine, and I could lay down fire like an LMG with a bipod. Yeah. And the two guys would be like, "Oh," f-, and they'd be getting hit, and they'd be moving around, and they'd be taking armor damage, and I'd be able to hit with shots. Yeah. But when I sit there. I, I fought a I fought a pair of guys. I went through four magazines, two jams, and they wouldn't kill me. And nothing <laughs> all the, the magazines, the jams, and the missed shots were largely due to RNG, yeah. not due to skill, because I can't control when I'm getting either aim punched or the recoil is random. There's nothing yeah. you can do other than slow down and try to time your shots, but you can't do that when it's like I've got time to take one bullet and i'm dead I agree, yeah. so you you sort of have to kind of just say well f- it, yolo and hold down mouse one they completely and utterly f- up i had i had the most amount of opportunities that anybody would have in that situation and it still wasn't enough yeah yeah the only way i would have been able to do it is if they completely bricked i perfectly lined up a headshot head tap with iron sights at 50 meters yeah head tap head tap head tap and I could hit four headshots on two targets moving with yeah. iron sights. And I got lucky on the pen and the ricochet. Like that whole experience is terrible. For sure. And in, and in general, like a large part of what I want to do or what I would love to see is like, uh, like, like basically adding compression to escape from Tarkov systems. It's like, I agree. I want the, the stock guns to have uh better, like to, to be more viable. I want them to be, but you know, lower recoil, better used, and stuff like that. But the uh, like, I want to compress the experience for the player, and that's why like a lot of the changes I have you know recommended in the past like drive things back to like in in the game. You know what I mean? Because like, w- I mean that was about way back the original conversation we had about like the civilian flea market. Remove guns, remove this from the flea market. Like that was the thing. It's like if if this stuff was in the game in the actual world and everybody had an equal opportunity to find this gun or this thing in a secret stash, then it's less, it's less of a big deal that the guy that plays 10 times more than you has a few extra than you because you know, he, he found it, but like everything to you, to the point you made earlier, everything right now is just like, everybody can still buy so much of everything. But if you're at it, if you're low level, like you were saying, you have the worst of all the worlds. If you're a low level and you th- you killed Scav Boss and you thought you were on the come up and you've got his AK, like that's garbage. That's a garbage gun. It's going to have so much recoil. He probably didn't have great ammo in it. And you're going to come across somebody with an LPVO because he can buy those off the flea market and buy them on reset. A mutant because he can buy that on reset or an RD704. 
uh, super good armor that he can barter for on reset. And exactly, he's got low. Every, he's got the worst of every world, and he doesn't really stand a chance against that person. So, like, I don't want to make it harder for new players. You know what I mean? I want to compress the experience so that more of it is shared. And then the experience of the player or the, you know, the amount of time that the player can invest can show itself uh, in different ways. But I, I definitely agree with what you're saying. The problem is, is that like we've, it's so complicated and there are so many other things that attach themselves to this, the network, the desync, the, the armors and the traders and the availability and the levels and the quests. And it's all like, it all just like muddles up the experience. I don't know. Yeah. So, and one of the things that like I've been, you know, thinking and people have been saying, and I've been saying for so long is like, you know, maybe I'm just out of practice. Right. And I'm old and I'm washed up and, and whatever. And that's why it feels like, and then it was, it felt actually good to hear Desmond, molding about it the other day yeah because he was going back through all of the old tarkov clips showing all of these old all of these situations that just wouldn't happen today they would not could not happen today i used to every other raid back in the day and this isn't only just because everybody sucked back then it was because of the the way that the game felt and the way that the game was balanced and a a lot of other things every other raid i could go take out a, a squad of three or four yeah every rate every other rate i could do that now it's a coin flip whether i win a 1v1 on somebody who i know is coming and i ambush them yeah the other so the, the thing that, that i tweeted to you right that video um where it was like in factory i was at the top of the stairs um i heard the guy reload i'm like cool i'm gonna push him <laughs> you kind of jump down and the that entire engagement was just randomness. Yeah. I literally put my mouse directly like if you hover over where the center of the screen would be, where the gun would be pointing when my aim resets, it would have been a perfect headshot. Yeah. But because of the awkwardness of like the landing and the moving, the gun was wacky and all over the place, and then after I'm shooting and I'm finally able to sort of get it up, I get hit with a bullet which then takes my arms to the left so then what i need to do is move the mouse to the right but then as i'm doing that i'm also taking a step in the inertia and the weight is making this goal and then i get hit with another shot and then my optic is all crooked and the my screen is getting blurry and it's like i don't care don't bring the foot not you but anybody the whole like you try to get the gunfight with a rifle five feet in front of your friend think that you could it's a game yeah and if a scenario like that where you catch someone off guard you make a smart decision you're aggressive and you push them and you are disciplined and have aim yeah i I promise you if there was wasn't any of the recoil um aim punch yeah blurring movement of the new i would have owned him yeah in 2018 i win that fight in 2017 i win that fight in 2019 i win that fight in 2020 i win that fight 2021 it becomes a little bit more of a coin flip and 2022 it's a complete and utter coin flip yeah and then they and not to mention all of the other things that they did whereas back in the day remember how much people would mauled and complain and how overpowered it hip firing is overpowered Mm -hmm. 
So then they went and they nerfed the out of point firing and then you were basically like i you're gonna get so punished because they added a ton of rng to point yeah. firing so then we all had to relearn to now aim even when we're relatively close quarters and then now all of a sudden because of the aim punch and all of the movement and inertia to try to nerf the chads jiggle peeking and blah yeah. blah blah and all that other they made it for them and worse for us because now go Go to Desmond Pilak's stream, ask him about it. He'll tell you all about how yeah. how it was bad before and it's even worse now for everybody. Yeah. The whole all the jiggle peeking and the sidestepping and all that other like they didn't solve that. They just made it feel awkward and slow and sluggish for yeah. everybody. And even the Giga Chads, a lot of them, many of them, who are far better than you commenter chatting <laughs> capital c and me far better than me and far better than the vast majority of the player base well they're not as good as insert streamer here they hate the way the game feels now too yeah so you can't hide behind the whole it doesn't feel good for you that's just because you're bad or you're old or you're washed up and you need to get used to it and all of these people that are the best the fact that there are people who are the best is somehow a defense that the mechanics are good. Yeah. Because people can, it's like cheesing rogues. Because people are able to master a bad yeah. system doesn't, doesn't mean it's a good system. Yeah. There, there is a way to make it so that the game, like, honestly, this is the best metaphor I ever came up with. The best metaphor I've ever come up with, and I've come up with some doozies, yep. was the fact that playing Escape from Tarkov is like riding a horse that does not want you to ride it. Yeah. You're like, go left. And he's like, no, f off. And then it's trying to kick you off the whole time. Yeah. And you're sitting there. You're like, no, no, please, horsey. Come on. You were so much fun when I rode you when I was a child. And the thing is trying to bite you and kick you and flipping over. Yep. All I want is to like, I want to ride a horse that's like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Let's go, dad. Let's gallop through the desert. It'll be beautiful. It'll be wonderful. I want to be able to race everybody else on horses that they also like riding and let the fastest man win. Yeah. I don't want to see the Giga Chad 27-inch bicep, you know, insert the meme of the, 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 the Giga Chad guy. He's hanging from the neck of the horse, got it in a grip <laughs> with, a, with a knife to its neck, a gun to its temple, and he's the fastest, baby. You see that horse is like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, and he's just go. He's the fastest, and that's the way we're supposed to ride horses from now on. That was the best metaphor you ever got. If I, if I could draw, I would draw the picture I just had of uh, of the way the, the the chads would have to wrangle the horse to make it ride good. But yeah, anyway, oh. I just I'm and and I know that to a lot of people this is just going to sound like more veritas molding, yeah. but this is this is an evolution of my frustration to another yeah. level yeah. to the point where <laughs> to the point where I've actually said multiple times in the last forty eight hours, and I've been enjoying my time playing tarkov and i'm using air quotes here more than i have in the last five months but that's because a i don't give a f and b i've been doing a lot of like testing and yeah, offline yeah. um but it's because i'm just gonna go out on a limb and say i have no faith anything is ever going to be good and be fixed i don't care anymore the reason why i put out these videos and i i got so much more positivity on that video yeah than I expected. I was like, I'm going to get welcomed back into the Tarkov community. Here we go. But 
and it was like 99.999% positive. It was fantastic, and I'm super stoked, and I want to make more videos. But I'm going to make all of these videos not because I want to help the game become the best game it's going to be. The thing that people have been, like, defending me for doing and and rightfully so for so long, now it's because I am using it as a medium to point out what game design is. Escape from Tarkov is that for me. It is my palette paintbrush to point out everything that's wrong with video games right now. Yeah. I feel And like. my soapbox is is crushed underneath my feet. <laughs> it's covered in piss and cake and I'm sweating. I, wow. So let's talk about Hot D. I watched 15 minutes of it and was like this is boring and then uh, <sighs> I played Hearthstone and watched YouTube. I understand what you're saying and I and I like I am still you know, we're we're in different I'm still lagging behind, you know, you know, what I mean I'm still super excited, but like I totally understand what you're saying. I totally get it. I actually think you'll be welcomed back a lot more than you think continuously from the Escape from Tarkov community because like the general care what my motivations are. Well, it's no, because comes the general it. consensus of the of a large part of the community is these devs are never going to fix this game or th- this game sucks. And so back, y- you were like when everybody was the highest they've ever been on Copium for Tarkov, you were like, yo, this is broken. And everyone's like, screw you. <laughs> and now everybody's like, everything about Tarkov is broken. And so they'll welcome you back as their mauled master. Um, but uh, now I, in my video, I didn't say anything no, I know. about not at all. She's- and the game is bad. I'm I'm still gonna keep it agnostic for sure. To the whole like these guys and you know, but for sure. I, but like, I I mean, yeah, I don't know, man. I I agree with a, a lot of what you said. I I think I think your analogy really is like, uh, or your metaphor really is kind of like it does feel more and more just like yeah, you're riding a horse that doesn't want to ride you that doesn't want you to ride it. Like it it feels like there's just less. Yeah, it feels like over time we get less control of our person. You know what I mean? Which was why, you know, which is why I'm like, with these guys iterating on unconscious mechanics, I don't know if I'm super stoked about that. But uh, I, uh, yeah, in general, I think I just, yeah, I don't know. I mean, everything I said before, I want the experience to be more even for everybody. I want, even back when we were talking about the DayZ, I want there to be less access to things, less of everything. And I want the, the yeah, the player controller just feels like it's getting worse and worse over time. And then we just have less control over the recoil, over the aim punch. I don't even understand aim punch, dude. I feel like every time I shoot at people, they're, they're actual, I know it's like the client side, whatever, but like they're like looking at the sun, but then I'm still getting shot. But every time I got get shot, I feel like, I'm looking, uh, my gun goes everywhere, the blurriness, the recoil, the the LPVOs for everything. Like, you you brought this up a little bit, but, like, they, nobody does jiggle peaks anymore because of inertia, but it just forced everybody into right hands with LPVOs doing the, like, not the full lean, the, like, gradual lean. So it's, like, literally they're at the exact pixel that they can see used, which has just pushed more one taps out into the game, not less one taps into the game. And so it's just, like, I... Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. I'm still super excited for the game. I'm still playing it, and I'm still having fun. But at the same time, I won't lie that I feel those things that you're feeling, that I feel like the game wants me to play it less than it has in a long time. And 
that, like I said, I've still, I'm still confident in what I said earlier that I would like to, I would like to flatten out the experience and try the whole low time to kill thing. But, but I, I would, I would, my guess would be a more skill-based environment where the recoil was more even across. There'd be more variety in guns and the time to kill was a little higher would be more fun. Yeah. One last thing I want to touch on because I, I completely forgot about it and I w I've been reminded over the last couple of days. Um, and I think it might be the most, in potentially the most, the worst thing ever. This is, it, this is borderline the same kind of thing as remember when I was like, y'all see how the movement is yeah like how jittery people are running and, oh, nobody, and nobody nobody noticed, noticed it. yeah and then actually people could finally see it and it was just something that had been there forever and it was right in front of people's eyes um i'm back to i mean i i've done i've done 25 raids this wipe and i already have like six clips where you remember the 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 clip part of it i did in like the dance of tarkov but then the the okay. other part of it i did in the uh the whole like national geographic kind of thing narrated where it was on reserve and you see the guy running and i scope in and literally he's running 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 my crosshair is perfectly lined up i click mouse one he freezes in place yep and then go that happens to me Oh. I would say 33% of the time. Where, like, as soon as you click, everything kind of stops for a second? Yeah. I've I've got a handful of clips where it's, like, whether it's hatchlings just dicking around, running around, or <laughs> even AI. There, It's just more in <laughs> indications of either performance and or netcode problems where... That's the other thing is that, like, the only chance I have as a new player is to, like, get a headshot a one Yeah. Time. And every now and then I can, and it all just depends on if I get them while they're standing still or whatever, but I, it's there's something seriously wrong with pressing mouse one that I, I, I want to try to do some testing on because – and pay attention – Pay attention to this. If you see it, clip yeah, it. Everybody that's, tonight, so everybody that's playing, if you experience it, have your shadow play on. If you have these things, send them to me because this could potentially be another massively thing. And the problem is, to me, I, I, for the longest time, I just figured like my timing was off, right? Yeah. But then it but then I got a little back into my stride a little bit. You know, I've been playing some more mouse games, not just controller games. And it's like, okay, cool. And then I started to be like, sick lineup on the hedge. Oh, I missed. What the? F and it was like, I knew, I knew it lined it up right. You know how sometimes in some games you can hit a headshot and you might as well do a fadeaway jumper. You don't yeah, even have to yeah. look at it. You just, you click mouse one and you see the recoil and then you don't see anything. And you know, you're like, yep. oh, that when you go back down, the head's just gone. Yep. I've had so many of those scenarios. And then when the, 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 the scope, settles back down i see them continuing to run off and it's like what the f just happened yeah um i think i think there's something going on yeah yeah i'll uh i'll uh i'll be watching out for that tonight and i'll see if i'll notice it in any clips in any clips <laughs> i can't wait now everybody's gonna be like i can't believe i didn't know <laughs> yeah 
so there's that one more quick thing um i reached out to a couple of the like high level developers at valve who work on steam audio and i want to f- I, I it doesn't look it's been enough days that i don't know i'm not optimistic but i basically just with the steam audio thing when did we talk about the whole kind of political sort of thing last week that I mentioned that I don't remember if I, if it was on the podcast, somebody said something along the lines of the reason why they were dropping steam audio or then this is a random person. The reason why they're dropping steam audio is because uh, valve doesn't want to support Russian companies. So they're basically giving them, literally no like no customer support and then bsg you know probably was just like fine off if you're not going to give us any support we'll just find something else did did we talk about that last week no but i have heard people say that i I heard that and and that was like i mean it's feasible i don't know i we're not getting into politics or anything here but it's like i wonder if that's the case then it kind of sucks that a they're throwing steam audio you know valve under the bus for what if that's the case, they're basically saying, yeah, they wouldn't give us any support as if they were running into issues with their product and they were like yeah. complaining. Basically, oh, they wouldn't give you support, huh? If you were reporting bugs and then none of the things you were reporting to Valve was getting <laughs> yeah. fixed. How does, how does that feel, Nikita? Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, I'm skeptical of all that and I am partially skeptical of the fact that all of the issues that they had were issues with like the library. Like all of the yeah. posts and, and stuff I saw, uh, like one of Nice Guys videos, um, there was like a, a Q&A and, and they basically had said a few things about that, that I don't know, the last few things I've seen talking about Steam Audio have shirked all responsibilities sort of off of them. And they're yeah. basically acting as if they got a lemon. Um, so I would love to talk to the Steam Audio guys because maybe they're like, yeah, they're running into, they ran into issues that we couldn't solve and it was, they had an interesting, unique challenge. Um, yeah. You know, whatever. Or maybe, you know, there's a world in which they're like, nah, they had no idea what they're doing yeah. and they botched the whole thing. Or they say, yeah, they haven't updated to the engine that we've been telling them about for yeah. a million years. Or, you know, the, so I, I would love to have that conversation. They're not going to, it doesn't look like anybody's going to reach out to me unless. Yeah. So Some like <clears throat> the other the other part of that is like once again I I remain cynical of both sides. Like uh, the other part of that is a lot of the drama has been made up in my opinion. Um uh, uh, like around that like a lot of it has been like somebody in the Discord said Steam Audio sucked and then 2 days later on a podcast they said that they're removing Steam Audio. So they totally blamed all of the issues in the sound they've ever had on Steam Audio. Like, I'm, I'm, so it's, it's both sides of it. It's like, read the quotes. Like in the podcast, he was like, we're removing Steam Audio and we're moving to something else. He said very little other than that. And then in the Q&A, he said, um, Steam Audio will be replaced. The main reason for leaving Steam Audio was the lack of involvement from the authors, authors of technology. We haven't received any potential solutions to our ideas. So what I'm saying is I agree to 
both sides that oh no wait both sides of what well i'm saying i agree i'm saying i agree and i, I wasn't disagree. saying there was uh, to me there the side was what battle state was saying and whatever reality is which might be what battle state was saying i don't agree don't don't put me on the side of no, all no, of no, the no, no. idiots who... i i I'm, i misspoke i misspoke there what i'm saying is that i understand people who read that quote and say like it kind of sounds like they're shirking the responsibility over to Steam Audio and not taking that responsibility. Like, I, I can kind of get that feeling, too. But you have people on the other side that are saying they Battlestate Games blames all of the audio issues on Steam Audio and they're sweeping it under the rug. And that's just objectively not true based on what has been spoken. They might yeah, be doing that. They might be trying to figure out. Um, They might be trying to figure out. Like, or, or they might be kind of sweeping it under the rug. They might be blaming that. But what I'm saying is, is it's a, it's a slippery slope when people say Battlestate Games has said things that they haven't said. And that is happening. And content creators and people are saying that. And then it all gets jumbled up and it gets confusing. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean, th those <laughs> people need to back up what they're saying. And, and just lying and making up is par for the course for the tarkov community so it's no it's no surprise there Th those people are wrong blaming everything on steam audio is obviously not what they're doing um but when i directly asked nikita himself before the q a this was the day of the podcast he told me that the reason why they were dropping it was because steam audio has a lot of issues performance crashes and limited functionality I can't, I cannot yeah. help but say that's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, like, limited, okay, limited functionality is completely and utterly. It's got more functionality <laughs> than they could ever need or want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Performance and crashes, maybe. Although the fact of the matter is that there are plenty of happy customers out there. Yeah. That use it that don't have performance <laughs> issues or crashing issues. Yeah. And there are, and, and including all of the people. Who play Tarkov now? When was the last time you heard people saying, "Oh, the game crashes on me all the time"? Oh, I haven't yeah. heard that in a while. When, when the performance has been dog forever, and it's not going to change and get better when they remove Steam Audio, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> so now maybe it's the other modules and all this other stuff i haven't taken part in the I, i've done one raid exactly one raid on the test server a million yeah. years ago um but i as well, i'm not even gonna get i'm not even gonna go there because it's all hearsay uh in chat yeah chat's mauling right yeah. now over like 700 different things uh so that's why we're so distracted yeah it's always good when you at mention people who are <clears throat> doing doing a live show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um I, I don't agree with with any of the people that you just said on both sides. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I think that it, you know, I, I don't really need to say it again other than I think that Nikita probably had some good reasons there's probably some issues with 
kind of just quitting while you're ahead and sort of cutting your losses, not quitting while you're ahead, but more so yeah. cutting your losses and being like, we need to do something else because my hunch is, is that they just ran up against too many issues. And uh, I don't know. I, I would, I would have much rather have had him say, yeah, they, there were some issues with the integration on their end. We weren't getting the support that we needed because we're inexperienced and are having issues and yeah. we have a particularly difficult thing and we have tech debt. That would have been the fair, reasonable, For honest, sure. and respectable thing to say. Now, again, this is all asterisk. Assuming that's what happened, we can't know. <laughs> all we've heard is, well, they didn't give us any support. Yeah. And the reason why we dropped it is it has a lot of issues, performance crashes, and limited yeah. functionality. And that, to me, seems like some kind of propaganda where it's like, come on, don't and, sell me on that. And I agree. And I think that like sums up my opinion on it is that I'm frustrated about the, the drop of Steam Audio, but I want to be frustrated for the right reason. And my frustration is because they, it seems like they're being intentionally vague and not telling us why they're dropping Steam Audio. I don't want to be frustrated because someone said that they got offended in Discord. And because of that, they're like... But people are saying that. Oh, God, I, I haven't even heard that. I don't, I don't want to be mad at them because, oh, well, Valve doesn't support Russian companies anymore. Like, there, there are all these, like, theories and reasons that people are mad. And, I, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, when somebody says, I know for a fact that the, the reason they're dropping Steam Audio is because Valve's not supporting Russian companies and this, that, and the other. It's like, if I am like, well, you just made that up. And while I can't tell you it's not true, I don't necessarily think it is true. They then people are like, oh, so you just you just think that you just think everything BSG says is 100 percent true. It's like, no, I am frustrated at BSG. I yeah. am frustrated that we're getting rid of rid of Steam Audio. I am frustrated, but I'm frustrated because we're not getting a lot of communication about it. And I don't really know the answer. So, like, that's where I'm at, where it's just like people just get so weird and they create these things. And it's like they create these weird conspiracy theories that once again, technically, I can't say that I know for sure isn't true, but I push back on and then people are like oh so you just believe everything they say don't you and it's like no i am frustrated about this like yeah so that that's that's what i was saying and so like i totally get and and understand where you're coming from and especially since you've actually like integrated these things into unity projects yourself you have the ability to reach out to the devs i'd love to see if they you know respond and say some stuff and i'm and i'm so willing to hold bsg accountable and be like yo that's messed up if we get some information but they're being vague. I'm frustrated that they're vague. But my frustration that they're being vague is not going to end up in me literally making something up and then being pissed if you don't agree with me about it. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. ridiculous. Oh, agreed. And I mean, that's the reasonable stance to have. Um, I, I want to mention... Because this comes up a lot. And I, I just kind of tried to, like, not draw too much like attention to it or whatever but it is the amount of times where people have said one of these two things that veritas built steam audio into a unity application and then followed that with like trying to trying to yeah effectively say that i'm right because of that or other people being like i really wish they would just hire you to fix the audio i i i have to go on the record and make it clear that it took me 22 minutes to integrate steam audio yeah. into a, the, the application it took me two hours to look through the documentation and flip a couple of switches and i cannot explain how much more complicated 
doing anything close to what Escape from Tarkov has and integrating in a pro. Yeah. It's just not fair. I'm trying to like. I don't like when people agree with me for the wrong reasons. Yeah, I I totally I understand what you're saying. I'm not remotely qualified. I don't know. I know nothing about programming, anything audio related, anything Unity engine related, anything video game related. I know about programming. Yeah, I've got a degree. I've got a decade of experience. Anybody who knows anything about software will know exactly what that means. But to the everyone else who doesn't, stop acting as if yeah. I'm a programming <laughs> Unity integrating god that could yeah. solve all of BSG's problems in code tomorrow. Dude, that's actually a really a really funny point. It's like you have a degree in programming, so you know exactly what you're capable of and what your limitations are. And so it's frustrating when people tell you that you don't know something that you do know. But it's frustrating when people come in and be like, well, Veritas made a game with Steam Audio. Like, it's simple. And you're like, no, you're trying to be helpful here. But like, I'm trying to be realistic. And also, it makes me feel uncomfortable that people are like talking me up in a way that you know, well, now I have to go and poo-poo the person who's being nice trying to support me, but because so you don't I, want, I seem like, you don't want other people to be like, see that Veritas guy's a dick. He's telling people he can code a whole game by himself when you didn't no say that. Experience. Yeah, you did a little experiment within the purview of your knowledge. Other people found out about that experiment, conflated it for something it wasn't, told somebody else. That person doesn't remember the person that told them. All they remember is that Veritas thinks he can make a game with Steam Audio. And then third parties come in and see that all I just disagree with everyone. <laughs> all I do is disagree. I have to be right. And yeah. I disagree with everyone. And it's it's I really wish I could make people see that it's not that I have to be right. It's that I see something that I 100 percent believe is right. Yeah. So when other people are saying all of these other things are right. I have to point them towards that because I care about when we're all pointing at the right thing yeah. and saying that's right. The world is a better place. Yeah. So I'm not trying to be pedantic. Actually, my next science video that I've almost done writing the script for and I have the footage for and I did the testing for is once and for all going to completely shut everybody up about overpenetration. Broken face shield. I know. We are. <laughs> I already did that. Overpenetration. Overpenetration. I'm excited. I'm going to explain what it means in the real world and how it completely is irrelevant to everything in Tarkov and how these 700 different things that people apply to it to Tarkov uh, are all wrong. But the best part is that the two examples I'm opening up with are two different posts that are replies in the famous Reddit post. Why is Veritas such a terrible human being? Hell yeah. Both of them say, the first one says, he's such a piece of shit. He tell, he, all he does is tell everybody that they're always wrong. And what really annoys me and triggers me is that he's so particular and he's so anal about the way that things are worded and phrased. What re- I watched the end of his Scav Leg Meta video, and he said something along the lines of, Oh, it seems to me like my hypothesis is that the, you know, and, and, he, and he quoted, it wasn't even totally wrong what the quote was. Yeah. But it was clearly meant to like say he, why you, he used more words when few words do trick. Yeah. And he's like, and he says, all this pretentious dickhead needed to do was that say scavs aim at legs. Yeah. And the best part is that that's not what I 
said. Yeah. So the reason why I was so verbose in particular was because it's so specific and I was exactly right about everything. And he was like, why did he say all of these things that added nuance and correctness? He should have just said the wrong opposite thing <laughs> with two words. And it's like, oh, mwah, beautiful. Thank you on a silver. And then, and then another person does the same thing about overpen. They say, Veritas is such a stubborn, arrogant dick. Yeah. He denies that overpen exists. He said it wasn't even a thing and he couldn't agree on the word when really all overpen is is the choice and bullet you use. <laughs> it's like it's let like, me be f- let me be unequivocally clear the sky is blue why do you have to use that big word he could have just said the sky is red like what an it's idiot exactly. <laughs> what an idiot why use big word it's so it's like f- it's fantastic it, it'll be an, a perfect example of kind of what i'm talking about where it's like i'm not trying to be a f- pretentious pedantic yeah. naysayer you know whatever I just care about people communicating correct information effectively. Yeah. How and if you dare don't, you? Yeah. And if you don't, and if I care enough, I'm going to try and help get everybody there. Yeah. I'm actually pretty f- diplomatic a lot of the time. The problem is when people aren't, when, when they are not saying the right thing in the right way that's confusing and or is wrong. And then I'm trying to walk them through that, and then they're rude dickheads. That's when I say, you're a f- clown, and I ban them. Yeah. And they go to the, he just banned me because he didn't agree with me. Yeah. And then if they clip it, they don't see chat or those messages were deleted. And so all this, you know, the, the video evidence is just Nobody you ever saying clips it, though. Being a, you're being a clown. You would think that with the dozens of Reddit posts and comments about how f- terrible I am, the fact that I've uh, televised clippably yeah. for four years for full time that someone would have a clip of it. Nobody ever imagine if someone posted a tweet saying this guy's such a piece of shit. here's a clip of him being a piece of shit. Well, then at least I could then watch it and see what the context is and maybe defend myself. Instead, yeah. they go, this guy's a piece of shit. He said some really, really, really mean thing to me. Take my word for it, though. <laughs> even though, even even though everybody clips everything all the time, one hundred percent of the time, always. There's never a clip of me just flat out being like, "You want to know what my birthday is? F- you, I hope you <laughs> fucking fall on Legos. F- you banned. I'm sweating. <laughs> I'm so. And you know what? Interestingly enough, as passionate and as loud as I am, I'm not mad. Yeah. That's the best dude, thing. I get that I'm all the fun. time. People people very much so confuse. I, I get that way all the time. In my personal life too, man, people are like, yo, calm down. It's like, oh, I'm not mad. I just like, I just like, I just get intense when I talk. And I feel like, yeah, there have been plenty of people that are mad that I guess it's just the mad cast now. And I'm not, whoa, whoa, I'm not mad whoa. at all. Whoa, calm, whoa, 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 man. Calm down, man. We got to talk. Like this. Yeah. Tarkov is a terrible game. There's so many things broken with it. But I'm calm. I feel good. Yeah. Man, that Jesse's a nice, humble. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Just calm down now. Whoa, dude. Jesus Christ. Why are you molding? I just got here. What's going on, man? That's some ASMR. You should do. You know who you sounded like? You sounded like my one of my best friends. Who You sound like one of my best friends doing an impression of the, uh, uh, oh, the the guy from Family, Family Guy? Guy, yeah. 
I can't I, I can't I do that impression well, but I can do an impression of somebody doing that impression. You know what I mean? It's like it's not good. What does he what does he say? Herbert. You're like you're like you're like pickles or something Herbert. like that. I, I can't get the the whistle the whistle on the ass. Hey, Neither can I. I can't get the whistle. Oh dude. I can't get the whistle. I can't either. Oh yeah, it's popsicles. You're like popsicles. That's what you're it like is. Popsicles. Oh, dude, I used to be on the phone at work when I worked with my buddy Brad, and he'd come up behind me, and I could feel <laughs> the breath on my neck. You want a popsicle? Like, oh, God, dude. Brad. I just... Oh, I miss Brad. I gotta call him. <clears throat> Brad. This one's for you, Brad. Type Brad in the comments if you made it this far in the podcast. You know how many people I had type Hot D69? <laughs> Hot D. Dude, unbelievable. I love it. Everybody, everybody type... Everybody type Brad. Brad. This this one's for Brad. This here, one's... here to Brad. Yep. Um, but uh, did I say something about vegetables? Everybody's like, yeah, something, something vegetable. I'm like, bro, I can't remember. It it was like the fifth, <laughs> it was like the fiftieth hot D sixty nine before I got the joke. Though, if you were in my chat this week and you were the first thirty people to type hot D sixty nine, I thought you were weird. I didn't know. I didn't remember. I think it's because I said it. Maybe it's because I said type hot D69, so it wasn't in your head. But but then I got it, and I was like, oh, dude, does that ring a bell? No, I say anything about vegetables. Maybe I had like three or four people say hot D69, you know, something, something vegetable. I'm like, bro, I'm gonna have to go losing our grip. I'm gonna have to go, but dude, I'm stoked. They uh, apparently there's a big wipe, big update with uh, with chess, with chess, yeah. Yeah, chess is uh, that's exciting, that's exciting. Um, man, this was a this was a spicy one. This was a spicy one. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why you were so mad the whole time. I was absolutely fuming. Chill, chill the f- out. Yeah, molding. Yep. I said it was vegetables and the other content or candies. I said that. Oh, you what said a stupid, what a you stupid said, thing to say. That's right. No, no, no. Yeah, you, we were talking <laughs> about YouTube content and how so many people, it's just like, use this meta gun. It's the best. And then end video. And like, that's candy. And you trying to educate people is like mo- your mom trying to give you vegetables. And in a few years, they'll thank you. I remember now because I almost made that the intro. I almost made that. What, the a, intro. what a stupid thing to say. Every, God, it, because now everybody's like, yeah, dog, you're a vegetable. And I like, I don't. I'm like, what? Did I get in like some sort of car accident? I don't understand. Specifically, you were mommy serving the vegetables. Yeah, and you're leather daddy. And I'm leather dad. And the kids went to bed early. Oh I, I, I don't feel comfortable I, anymore. I, I like it better when we're a couple of leather daddies. Yeah. I don't want to role play as Somebody leather said mommy. no. <laughs> I don't want to be leather mommy. No. No. That ain't it. No. No. Dude, I've been playing too much chess, man. Well, listen, I hope you and Magnus duke it out for the number one spot. I know you're coming for him. Yeah, dude. All Mag- Magnus is my gruff chess daddy. Gruff chess daddy? Yeah, chess. not chess. I, there it was. I got, yeah, gruff chess daddy. Well, I mean, that too. Yeah. If you've seen, if you've seen the, the, those those pecs he's got gruff daddies of war i don't know is this guy like alive is he from like the 13th century Magnus? No, he is. i actually so adam Charles. adam is really into chess and so i i i I'm, oh I, he's a handsome I, 
a little bit about Chess. I heard that he's not competing to hold his title. Like he's like he's been number one in the world in the ranking system for like two years or something like that. And he's like, I'm like, I'm he's just like gonna like retire on top. He's two years younger than me. I thought this guy was like seventy. I pictured no, an old bro. man. Oh, you, dude! If there's a movie about him, Matt Damon has to play him. Yeah. You know what's crazy about chess? It's that like as the better and better chess people get, the younger they get too. Like it's what, like Benjamin Button disease. What are you? No, no, about? no! Not not the younger. They, the, 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 as their elo goes up, their age goes down. <laughs> I meant the fountain of youth, baby. <laughs> Sorry, I intent I completely intentionally misunderstood in the best way. That was sorry. Incredible. I, had, I had to do that. I was like Yeah. No, like the better the, they get their age goes as down. the years as like each year the the newer, higher ones are younger. It's like it's like crazy. Like people, It's like esports. Yeah, yeah. But like but a game that's been around for fifteen hundred years. People have their kids on chess at like four or five years old and at like ten or eleven they're like can compete with like not grandmasters but whatever is below that like it's nuts dude it's because all these kids and their twitchy and with like the net code these days on chess.com yeah that matters man yeah that matters yeah steam audio the localization of the click when you move on <laughs> someone earlier said you know she had voip to chess and it was stupid <laughs> like it's not it wasn't even funny but it was funny for Bro, some reason i saw i saw a <laughs> video and it was like i, I guess uh it was like what would you, what's your biggest formula one hot take and he was like they should have proximity chat like imagine the racers driving by just like absolutely annihilating each other yeah. over proximity <laughs> chat that's all you would hear it's, you wouldn't well but they have their Boy, like have their the radios, radios should like have proximity you should be able to okay. talk smack to people if within a certain radius <laughs> yeah. Over. Basically, that would be epic. True. <sighs> well, we should add void, void to Twitch chat. Ooh. Said no one ever. Imagine you ever you ever accidentally entered a Discord call with seven hundred people in it, and it's just like a cacophony of noise because everyone is talking and playing music. That would just be Twitch chat. Yep. I never click on a oh, bro. Discord channel. I, I accidentally ever. it was the, it was like I was like drops week and I accidentally I was went to the official escape from Tarkov Discord for something and I accidentally clicked into the just main voice one and I swear to god there were 200 people in there and it was just all like <laughs> but like 200 people and it was awful but hilarious so I just like sat in there and listened for 7 seconds and then my brain melted a little bit so I left one time something happened, I saw there was, like, five people in a room in my Discord where, like, two people were, like, streaming, like, broadcasting, yeah, live, and yeah. I was, like, in my Discord? That's, like, I've never seen that before. So, I, like, I wanted to see if I could see the stream, but as soon as I did that, apparently they all heard, like, the bloop, and it was, like, oh, yo, Veritas is here. Oh, what's up, dude? Big fan. And I'm, like, <laughs> oh, like there goes 40 minutes of my day because oh, I, can't, I can't be, like, oh, what's up, guys? Peace. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be that guy. So Sorry. I an impromptu meet and greet in my Discord when I told my wife I was going to go downstairs real quick and, like, grab a URL to a... Oh, God almighty. Jesus. Never again. Never again. Just kidding. You were all nice. And it was nice to meet you all. <laughs> yeah. Like Some three, dude's going to Twitter DM you be like, I was in that call. This was, like, three years ago, dude. Um. Well, 
Brad's in the comments if you made it this far in the YouTube video. Thank you for thank you for hanging. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for being a part of the mauled cast where apparently all we ever do is yell at each other and Jesse just agrees with everything. He doesn't say anything and Veritas just yells about the game. I'm very confused as to why you watch said podcast if it's that terrible, but thank you for making it this far and contributing to that our fat ad revenue. Yeah, dude, you wouldn't even believe. <laughs> Holy shit, the monetization we, we have This going podcast here. has literally made tens of dollars. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's two digits. 115 boys. episodes. <laughs> two digits, boys. Someone, please don't do the dollar per hour calculation on that. <laughs> um, thank God we don't prepare or do any work. Yeah, for yeah. Um, but thank you guys for hanging. I appreciate y'all for being here. Um, this will be live on Monday on all the platforms. And uh, yeah, thanks for hanging. We'll definitely see y'all in the next one. Love you. Bye. Thank you.